long shank, short shank, J-hook, octopus hook, and big game jobu hook. Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike across Wikipedia like a bunch of little fact hoppers. I'm I'm just Kyle tonight. This is the level that we're playing at because like <laughs> Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> You're back. It's, Sky, it's my level. Yeah, Sky, I know that this is your like the a thing that causes you anxiety every time I host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tonight, I'm Kyle and with me as always are my co-hosts. I'm Sky and I'm Tim. <laughs> And uh, the way we play this game is uh, we I give these guys a starting point and an ending point uh, on Wikipedia. They're going to start on one page and work their way to the other just using the links on those pages. Um, all right. Yeah, we're this is going to be a real, you know, just we're going to chill out a little bit tonight. It's going to be OK. <laughs> it's, it's been it's been a, it's been a month. It's been a year. I mean, it's been, a, you know. We all know what we're dealing with right now. So I'm, you know, I thought it would be fun. Well, I found a couple very weird pages on Wikipedia, and I decided that uh, we're going to start with one of them tonight. We're going to start on the page for Answering Machine. And just to be clear, there are pages for multiple modes of answering services, but I'm looking specifically at Answering Machine. Okay. Um, I'm there. And from there, we're going to find our way to the page for embroidery. Ooh. So, uh, a very, you know, a very mechanic, a mechanical, technical service to a very technical thing that you create by hand. You know. Uh, what I gave you guys tonight to work with, though, uh, for our opening game, I decided that I wanted to hear a couple, uh, you know, as as you'll see on this page they talk about uh voicemails outgoing voicemails having uh, becoming an art form essentially and uh, we've all heard really good ones we've all heard bad ones and i asked you guys to create a, an outgoing voicemail for me tonight that uh that involves you not being able to come to the phone because you were repairing something uh and i am excited to hear what you guys have to, uh, what you guys came up with um i the my rules for this essentially are just whichever one is the best one is whichever is however i determine it as we go as is often yeah, when we do it so i was yeah usually yeah so uh does, good. does either of you have yours ready to go or uh who wants to go first in sharing their outgoing voicemail message i'll, I'll give you a beep if you need one okay all right uh, uh, i'm ready oh, okay give me a sec give me a second you got the the dial tone loop just going like, um and there's i guess oh wait you don't we don't have beeps anymore at the start of it no okay forget it sometimes all right so so, I'm, just, I'm just gonna do it cold yeah go for it tim we're gonna do it now yeah i hear you okay hey this is tim i can't make it to the phone right now i'm busy fixing my voicemail system if you'd like to leave your name perfect tim it's <laughs> very good I'm very mad at you right now. That's good. <laughs> good. <laughs> okay. Sky? Yeah, bring me up. You... <laughs> uh, no, I mean, Punch literally, just call my phone. Oh, oh, you want me to call your phone right now? 
Yeah, put on speaker. Oh my gosh, you yeah, actually recorded a voicemail message. Give me a second. Okay. I gotta find your number. What? It's what okay because is... nobody calls me. Ouch. <laughs> Woof. All right, let's see. Sky. Hey, Sky. Sorry, I can't come to my phone. I'm currently in the middle of fixing a large appliance I own, whether that be my washer and dryer, my dishwasher, or my refrigerator. Um, and I'm using my phone to watch one of a dozen YouTube videos in order to find the correct make and model and specific uh, issue that matches the one I currently am dealing with to warrant the time that it takes to fix it as opposed to just going out and buying a new one. Uh, so give me your name and a short message, and I will get back to you when I'm done, probably in a couple days. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> At the tone. <laughs> Sky. We couldn't, we couldn't get that, but your microphone probably picked it up fine. It was just, I think Discord was trying to oh, like, no. cancel it. Okay, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can give you the, the gist of it, uh, Tim. Uh, it's basically just me saying that I'm fixing an appliance and I can't come to my phone because I'm watching a bunch of YouTube videos. I'm using my phone to watch a bunch of YouTube videos and how to fix it. <laughs> basically, they just... And he'll it. get back to you in a couple days when he's done. <laughs> Oh wow, this is a this is a struggle. Uh, Sky, uh, I it, I really appreciate that you went the extra mile to to actually make it your voicemail message, um, mm-hmm. and it's very true to life too. Which I this is this is a thing I know about you, Tim. That was a brilliant voicemail <laughs> message, though. <laughs> Extremely well done. Oh, I this is an impossible choice. Very good. You guys do this to me all the time. I mean, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of think that Sky gets yeah. at least more points for actually recording a voicemail. This that is, I, honestly, that is what it comes down to for me. Sky actually made it his voicemail message, so uh, yeah, Sky, tonight you are going to be our winner. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> I'm very proud of both of you. I did I'll not try know. to remember to change that after this. Oh no, that's that's totally fine. That's understandable. Um, I did not know what you guys were going to come up with when I, when I put that in front of you. I'm like, let's, let's just see, you know, let's just, let's just drop you, drop this assignment and they'll figure it out. It'll be fine. And it was, it was perfect. All right. However, uh, sky, that does mean you get to start on answering machine and you're going to be headed to embroidery. So what do you got? Uh, cool. Answer phone, messaging, message machine, telephone, message machine. Wow. Ansiphone. Ansiphone. <laughs> Those are all very good. Yeah. Telephone answering device. Uh, yeah, these are like little boxes. <laughs> Often have cassettes in them. You record uh, messages back in the day. Unlike voicemail, which can be centralized or network system that covers and mostly extends similar functions, an answering machine is set up in the user's premises alongside or incorporated within the user's landline telephone Unlike operator messaging, the call the caller does not talk to a human. <laughs> um, as landlines become less important due to the shift to cell phone technology and a unified communication, and as unified com- communications matures, the installed base of TADS is str- is shrinking. That TAD which, base is just getting real small. Feels mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They use magnetic recording, most of them. Okay. Uh, which. Yeah. Vladimir Polson invented in 1898. 1898. What yeah. the heck? Okay, mm. that's just magnetic recording, uh, though. So not 
that's just the precursor to cassettes. So, but right, again, say that's way older than I thought. Yeah. Um, starting in 1930, Clarence Hickman worked for Bell Laboratories, where he developed methods for magnetic recording and worked on the recognition of speech patterns and electromagnetic Electromechanical switching systems. He developed a tape-based answering machine uh, in 1934. Uh, AT&T uh, AT um, kept under wraps for years uh, for fear that an answering machine would result in fewer <laughs> phone calls. I I read what I read that oh, sentence and I was like, oh, we back. have to start here. <laughs> Yay, capitalism! Yeah. <laughs> Many claim the answering machine was invented by William Muller. But it may already have been created uh, four years earlier by William Skurgens, whose device used phonographic cylinders. Uh, Next line, though. Oh, man. Ludwig Blattner, which if you've got Blattner as last name, you're like, well, I'm never going to name anything that I invent after myself. Would not Uh, do that. Promoted a television answering machine in 1929 based on his Blattner phone (laughs) magnetic recording technology. Get on the blat. <laughs> oh yeah, I, uh, yeah. Can you just send me a blat? Just you know, just blat Hit me later me on that blat. Yeah, just blat yeah. me later on. It will, you know, we'll catch up. Give me a blastnage. Blat. <laughs> blat. <blasnage. laughs> uh, in 1935, Benjamin Thor- Thornton uh, developed a machine to record voice messages from the caller. What? The device reportedly also was able to keep track of the time the recordings were made. Okay. Although many sources maintain that he invented it in 1935, Thornton had actually filed a patent in 1930, uh, and it was a phonographic record as the medium. Uh, What's up? Two two things, just very briefly. One, um, I adore that there is this much confusion and dispute over the first answering machine. It's so good, and... It it's so completely fitting for anything that involves Bell Laboratories. Every time, every time, it's just impossible yeah. for them to not do it. Um, second, do your parents still say the day and time when they leave you a voicemail? They don't. Oh no, no. Tim. Nope. What? Mine do. They never. They never did. Oh, maybe they did a long time ago. My dad still does it, and I mean, amazing. It's so great because I can, um, he always looks at his watch to see what day it is and the time. And there's this perfect pause in how he says, uh, Hey, it's dad. I, it's, you know, Tuesday, uh, you know, November, you know, X, he just, and and he goes, he just pauses for like a, like a two second break at about three 15 in the afternoon. Uh, if you could just give me a call back. He, every time like it's just that perfect window of just like beat beat time uh, yeah yeah a- anyway he's done it for years and even though the i mean even though the voicemail always tells me what time it was left and he's right usually he he i mean he's like do the minute yeah <laughs> i mean anyway uh they talk about um uh pure voice operation Voice only environments. Any accepted call can be directly handled handled over a, a TAD, <laughs> which may be preemptively suspended by a human operated handset taking control of simply going off hook itself, forcing the TAD uh, back on hook. Wow! Just hook that TAD. 
Just hook that tab. There's a greeting message, recorded messages, remote control. A tab may offer a remote control facility where the answer the answer phone owner can ring the home number and by entering a code on the remote telephone's keypad can listen to recorded messages or delete them even away from even when away from home. Whoa. Wild technology. Incre- I didn't know that they could incredible. actually do that. To be oh, honest. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There were ones that could do that. Um yeah, that's I mean that's all I want to talk about on here. Anything else <laughs> you guys got? Uh I just I just the other the other main thing is just the the jargon of saying off hook and on hook for picking up yeah. and, and hanging the phone up is so good. Mm-hmm. Man, and this does this is like not not nostalgia, but it's making me remember like getting home from shopping late at night with my parents. Yeah. They get home, they put down their like keys and then check the messages and it would go off and like you know what was going on with with stuff which yeah which uh kids today probably don't get as much <laughs> don't hear all the messages from like the doctor's appointments and stuff did did your family ever do like fun voicemail messages no. either either of you mm, no it was just no hello no. Yeah, yeah. Because we were yeah, yeah. we were like a business phone too. So oh yeah, oh wow, yeah. So we couldn't really uh, no messing you know, around, make it cute, <laughs> right? No cute, no cute messages. Mm-mm. No cuteness allowed. Well, that's a shame. Uh, we also did not though. So, yeah, but that's that's just because we were boring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sky, where are you going from here? Well, we talked a lot about like phonographs and stuff yeah none of that's linked no (laughs) which is a bummer Um, there's there are some great pages coming off of this page but yes no that's not on there um cassette is here which can Uh get me probably closer i think i'm gonna click on cassette okay tim so 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 what what do you need to embroider what do you need to embroider I mean, well, uh, Tim, are you chair. asking like, what are things that I need to embroider, or what are things that I require and like, able to like embroider equipment. things? Oh, the actual equipment involved. Yeah. Uh, I mean, needles. Uh, I mean, I, I assume some sewing, uh, actual like a thread of some kind. Uh, I mean, although you can get as creative as like, what? Oh, Tim, uh, Tim, uh, Stephen is holding up a a coaster and he's making a circle motion with it oh yeah you need like a frame thing you need a potter's wheel what are you doing yeah you need a potter's wheel that's kind of what's what's happening what are you what are you doing i'm a hoop you need a hoop right that's true you need a hoop and maybe you could you could maybe (laughs) although maybe it's not entirely embroidery but it could be close you might need a hook (laughs) you might need a hook that's true so i'm gonna hail mary No, but off hook and on hook are. Oh my god! Oh my god! Which one see... are you clicking? I can't wait to visit this page for a very brief two seconds before I'm coming going, back. I'm going to click off hook because I like. You're off the tune. hook. Yes, I got right. it. <laughs> very good. All right, cassette tape. Yeah, here we are. Oh uh, no! Oh, this com- image is too good. Compact cassette. The music. The music cassette. Tape cassette, cassette tape, audio cassette, tape or cassette. <laughs> All names for an analog magnetic tape recording format for audio recording and playback. Developed by 
uh, Philips in uh, in Belgium, uh, and it was introduced in 1963. Uh, they come in two forms, uh, either already containing uh, content as a pre-recorded cassette or as a fully recordable blank cassette, uh, and both forms are reversible. Whoa. Side A, side B, baby. <laughs> How do? Uh, whoa! Oh, hang on a second. How would you explain that uh, very briefly? How would you explain this to a to a child now that this had a side A, side B, mm. that they recorded different things? You know how you have to turn pages to see new things in a book. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> good on the cassette, you'd have to flip it over to get to the other stuff. All right, that's good enough. Here's a question. Yeah. Shoot. Why did they never make double-sided CDs? You know, Tim, I'm going to guess that someone tried and it just didn't work. I'm going to guess so too, yeah. Uh, I'll right. tell you I'll tell you about <laughs> something that I found out uh after after this is over. Uh I'll I'll tell you about a thing that I stumbled across today that just blew my mind as to like someone did this uh in terms of CDs. So, yes. Uh they're called the dual discs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got Ooh. it. That's it. You got d- it. The d- d- dual discs. <laughs> yeah, double-sided optic disc. Oh, my gosh. It's a thing. Wait, uh, that's a real thing? Yes. Oh, my. Cool. Uh, But I imagine it's because they're, like, really, it's hard to, it's probably difficult to manufacture, I would imagine. Yeah, I would assume so. Um, let's see. First cassette player des- uh, designed for in-car dashboards was introduced in 1968. Uh, between 1970s and the 1990s, the cassette was one of the two most common or uh, formats for pre-recorded music. First alongside the LP record and later the compact disc. Mm-hmm. Um, they contain two miniature spools. They're magnetically coated, polyester type plastic film passed and wound so there's a magnet there and some sort of dark magic hell happens and music comes out radioactive that's how it works yeah uh yeah um man let's see before the compact cassette they had those big honking like portable reel to reel tape recorders yeah definitely Um, yeah uh the walkman's here sony walkman one of the most famous political uses of cassette tapes was the dissemination of sermons by the Aliota Khamenei through Iran before the 1979 Iranian Revolution. Wow. Um, cassettes were the most popular format in the UK uh, between 1985 and 1992, um, and record labels experimented with innovative packaging designs. A designer during the era explained... There was so much money in the industry at the time, we could try anything with design. Uh, the introduction of the cassette single, called a single <laughs> was also part of this era and found a music uh, single in, and featured a music single in compact cassette form. I mean, Sky, uh, I, I actually prefer craft singles if, uh, you know, yes. if, if mm. I have to make a choice. Yeah, they're pretty. On a sandwich, you don't know the difference. Yeah, uh, well, it's the individually wrapped thing. That's all. Oh, right. Until t- t- 2005, cassettes remained the dominant medium for purchasing and listening to music in some developing countries, but compact disc technology has surpassed the compact cassette in the vast majority of music markets throughout the world. By this time, uh, it is a sin that this page says there was so much money we could do anything with design, 
and then and gives no examples of what no they did with example. design. I'm so frustrated. Sucks. <laughs> um, what cassettes? Do you guys have cassettes that you remember like listening to a bunch? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. What did you guys listen to? Well, uh, <laughs> well, Sky, oh. knowing, know, knowing what you know about my family, I, I want to... I mean, there's the, you know, of course, like the Michael W. Smiths, the Stephen Chris Chapmans. We had an Amy Grant in there, of course. Yeah. Um, I would like to tell you that, of course, we also, like, one of the things that I remember us, like, hoarding were those, uh, like, um, oh, dang. You would get them at, like, uh, Christian bookstores that where they would just kind of hand them out, but just, uh, like, single, like a cardboard box. Uh, like a single case God's, yeah God's single. Mixed tapes. uh with uh adventures and odyssey episodes on <laughs> oh like that was that was a that was a big deal but the one that we wore out uh was a sandy patty sing-along uh oh yeah our family was squarely sandy patty uh we had one amy Grant thing in there so nice yeah uh I had the Donkey Kong Country 2 soundtrack. Ooh. On cassette? Yes. Wow. I would, uh, Do I still have it? It's, man. It's got to be worth money. How? Yeah. What? I don't even understand. I didn't know they made those on cassette? That was back when um, the Nintendo, Nintendo Power, Power. Nintendo Power had a catalog. Wow. And you could buy stuff from Nintendo Power. They had, like, they had that on, I think cassette and cd it was around that time when the transition was happening <laughs> the transition the transition yeah, can... of sound i bought the super mario 64 I, 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 64 soundtrack and i don't remember if it was on cassette or, or cd I'm, i think it was cd because i think i ripped it oh yeah oh no wow classic <laughs> no no ripping ripping is fine that's just uh that's just a CD oh, you mean term, Kyle. ripping? Yeah, sorry, I thought you ripping meant like the files. oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought Kyle was like, oh wow, scandalous. Yeah, illegal ripping. Well, I mean, also that we are, of course, very scandalous. Well known for our uh, uh, for our anarchy, <laughs> our anarchic ways. Here. Uh, it's yeah. not on eBay anywhere. Wow. wow, Tim, you might you might have something if it's still if I still have it. Um, I'm googling around for uh like strange cassette cases. I uh, yeah. I'm not finding anything. It's very it's very. <laughs> we could do anything. Eyes <laughs> just flutter back and forth. Um, <laughs> I listen to the Lion King soundtrack a lot. The El Dorado soundtrack a lot. Uh, yeah. lots of um, uh, Rod Stewart. Oh dang! Yeah. Uh huh. And I also had one of those like Fisher Price things where you could like record on cassettes. Wow. And I remember what I did with that is I read comic and Hobbs. I read and described comic and Hobbs strips. Yeah. Uh, for my little brother who was like four and did not care. Scott, oh, he'd have been younger. He'd so have been like sweet, two. Because I was like six. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's so So I didn't have really to read them sweet. to him. I could oh. just hit play <laughs> less sweet now but still <laughs> yeah uh all right i think i'm going to click i was going to go to lp records i'm like i can get to needles 
I want to click on polyester though. Polyester's right here. Oh, okay. And hmm. see where see where that takes me. Okay. On and off hook, Tim. Yep, it's a two for one deal. Both of the hooks. Both and on the hook and off the hook. Yep. In telephony, which I love that word. Telephony. Telephony. Tel- oh, uh, well, telephony. No, Tim, it's actually Tisiphony. It's it's real. Yeah, it's one of those. You know, it's one of the furies. Yeah. Telephony. Telephony is one of the. Actually, that's probably true. Telephony is one of the furies. Or it could be. Uh, uh, Persephone's sister, mm-hmm. Telephony. Anyway, <laughs> in, in in Telephony, we're doing we're doing a real just real just on the nose for our listeners jokes right there. Yeah, you got your you got your hot five minute set on <laughs> on ancient ancient Greek. Uh, we're relevant, uh, guys. Sorry, go on. On hook and off hook are two states of a communication circuit. On subscriber telephones, the states are produced by placing the handset onto or off the hook switch. Placing the circuit into the off-hook state is also called seizing the line. What? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That sounds quite Marxist. <laughs> Seize, Seize the, the line. lines of communication, yeah. Mm-hmm. Off-hook originally referred to the condition that prevailed when telephones had a separate earpiece or receiver when hung from its switch hook until the user initiated a telephone call by removing it. When off-hook, the weight of the receiver no longer depresses the spring-loaded switch hook, thereby connecting the instrument to the telephone line. Uh, the example telephone they have in this, uh, on this page is one of the most sickly industrial shades of green I have ever seen. <laughs> oh, God. It it's is like perfect. pea green. Yeah. And I recommend all of our our listeners look at it. Oh, I love this phone. It's so good. Tim, I I really enjoy that they have two images of it here, one of which off-hook telephone uh-huh. and the other being on-hook telephone. Just to be which clear. Which is which? Let's see, it's... yeah. Uh, I prefer the off-hook. yeah. Uh, because the receiver on this on this phone is just wild. Uh, yeah, on hook is uh, is actually my favorite here because it, it, the way that this phone is set up, it looks like it's doing a facepalm. Yes, just like ugh. ugh. I like that. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Like every time you hung up uh, an old telephone, it was kind of facepalming it <laughs> before facepalming was ever a thing. In 30 years, this is going to kill. <laughs> yep. That is very good. Let's see. Uh, so basically, it just it just goes into... It has it has an off-hook section and an on-hook section. And it basically describes them. You know, off-hook is when it's in use. On-hook is when it's not. I, I do want to point out, for as little... I mean, literally, this page is just describing the different states of the phone being hung up and the phone not being hung up and they still managed to make it what 30 sentences long mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe about 20 I, like i'm really impressed it's true uh the act of going on hook is also referred to as releasing the line or channel and may initiate the process of clearing why is it not Amazing. just referred to also as hanging up no that's not that's not 
Tim, you ha- be a, be a professional just for once. Just you just got to be a professional here. You can't. You can't. That's censorship. <laughs> you can't say it. It's all these things except what everyone actually calls it. Absolutely not. Tim, if there's anything we've learned from doing this show, it's that whatever people, whatever you think you're going to call this thing, people are going to decide what they're going to call it, and that's the one that's going to stick. Ugh. Anyway, I'm going to stay on the hook. I'm going to switch hook. <laughs> oh, I can't wow. believe you. <laughs> All right, switch hook there. All right, Sky, let's talk about polyester. Oh, yeah, I forgot what polyester actually is. It's a category uh, of Stephen, polymers. Stephen just visibly shuddered from across the room. <laughs> they contain the ester functional group in their main chain as a specific material. It mostly can, commonly refers to a type of polyurethane terephthalate or PET. Uh, polyesters include naturally occurring chemicals such as the cutin of plant cuticles as well as synthetics such as polybutyrite. Which also looks like butt ye rate. Uh, natural polymers and a few synthetic ones are biodegradable, but most synthetic polymers are not. The material is used extensively in clothing. <laughs> um, that's neat. Sometimes they're spun together with natural fibers to produce a cloth with blended properties. Cotton polyester blends can be strong, wrinkle, and tear resistant and reduce shrinking. Uh, synthetic fibers used using polyester have high water, wind, and environmental resistance compared to plant-derived fibers. They are less fire-resistant and can <laughs> melt when ignited, though. Whoops. Pros and cons. Uh, natural polyesters could have played a significant role in the origins of life. <laughs> and that's just that's just left to itself. That's period. End of sentence. Cited, yeah. by the way. Long, heterogeneous polyester chains and membraneless structures are known to easily form in a one-pot reaction without catalyst under simple prebiotic conditions. Sure thing. Yeah, let's just take that as red. Uh, there's a bunch of different types. There's uh, alph- alphatic, semi-aromatic, and aromatic. And that just is how their chains are uh, com- composited. Yeah. Uh, composed, that's a word. <laughs> Talks about their molecular weight, and there's just like a bunch of like science diagrams here. Um, but I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about uses and applications. Fabrics worn or knitted from polyester thread or yarn are used extensively in apparel and home furnishings. Dang. Shirts and pants to jackets and hats, bed sheets, blankets, uh, upholstered furniture, and computer mouse mats, which Ooh. is just a very specific example after a bunch of very general ones. Um, polyester is also used to make bottles, films, uh, tarps, sails, canoes, liquid, liquid, liquid crystal displays, holograms, holograms, filters, um, film, just a lot of stuff about film, wire, and insulating tapes. Uh, they are also used as a finish on high quality wood products, such as guitars, pianos, and vehicle or yacht interiors. So I'm going to click on coming back from last episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to click on fabrics. That sounds like a great choice. Which takes me to textiles. Very cool. Oh, also a place we've been recently. Telephone Tim, hook. Uh, you, yeah, you went to the telephone hook, like specifically the hook connected to the telephone. How does this have a Wikipedia page? 
That's why I'm here. <laughs> a telephone hook or switch hook is an electrical switch which indicates when the phone is hung up. That see, hung up. No, it's often on with, hook. Uh, often with a lever or magnetic button inside the cradle or base where the telephone handset resides. It also takes its name. It takes its name from old wooden wall telephones and candlestick telephones. What? Oh the yeah, they do look like a candlestick. Telephone box. Yeah. Yeah. When the telephone was not in use, the receiver was hung on a spring-loaded hook. Its weight would cause the hook to swing down, swing down, and open an electrical contact, disconnecting something, but not the <laughs> telephone from the line, or the phone could not ring. <laughs> wait, wait, does Wikipedia not know? <laughs> so that's what it says, disconnecting something. It's gotta disconnect something, I guess. Pushing the switch hook quickly is termed a hook flash. What? Example usage. Hold on, no, Ted. Hold on. Hook hook flash. We have to go back to hook flash for a second. You can't just walk past that. Hook flash. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I guess I'm understanding what that is, but you've got to be kidding me that no one called that a hook flash. There's no way. I, I used to see on telephones there was a button that said flash. What? Yeah, yes. I remember that. Yeah. I thought and it would I make never like understood what it did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I now you know, like, I guess. Like the light on the phone flash. I think it's just no, kind of no. like, it's kind of like flushing the telephone in a sense. <laughs> oh, boy. It just kind of clears the line, I think. Well, it got, can't, though. If you, like, got, if you got some stoppage in your phone line. Okay, hold just, on a second. So yeah. I, I, I guess as I'm piecing this together, it's saying, yeah, it's disconnecting something when you do that. Yeah. So I guess something. what? You're reconnecting the circuit so that you're trying to get a, like you're getting a better connection. Is that the, co- you know what? I'm putting more thought maybe. into this than the writers did. Forget it. Yes. There's an entire section that's just dedicated to providing a sentence to use the term hook in a sentence. I do tried it, calling it, you all day. But your phone must have been off the hook, because all I got was a busy signal. (laughs) Additional usage. A phone receiving many calls in rapid succession can be said to be ringing off the hook. Often cartoons will show a telephone handset literally bouncing above the ringing bass unit. How is this this in this article? (laughs) This most likely led to the present use of off the hook as a synonym for crazy or exciting. Last night was off the hook may mean last night was really (laughs) awesome. Uh, off the hook oh, meaning free oh. from responsibility or culpability is not related to the telephone but most likely derives from the image of a worm or fish dislodging itself from a fish hook you know i'm glad oh. to have that yeah that that they got that down so that we to, to so there is a there's a discrepancy between the two yeah that there's yeah. there's some di- division i suppose but as for me i'm saying on the hook i'm going to fish Tim, hook stop saying okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm I I'm sincerely impressed that they did not do like a thing like in as if to say it can't be used in a pickup line as to say are you extremely busy because you are because <laughs> that look is mm-hmm. yeah anyway all right you're you're clicking on fish hook mm-hmm. all right good this won't be scarring getting in any closer way. to the form of hook <laughs> sky. Tell me about textiles. 
Oh. Oh. Whoa. I'm sorry. I just saw a, a photo that's. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to scroll down that page until you're done reading it. Yeah. A textile is a flexible material made by creating an interlocking network of yarns or threads, which are produced by spinning raw fibers into long <laughs> and twisted lengths. That's a really. <laughs> I mean that that's an accurate description, Stephen. Yeah. It says a textile is a flexible fiber made by creating interlocking networks of yarns or threads produced by spinning raw fibers into long and twisted lengths. Accurate? He's nodding, so yes. Textiles are then formed by weaving, knitting, crocheting, knotting, tatting, felting, bounding, or braiding these yarns together. A significant uh, missing version there or uh, addition there that we're looking for a particular word that we're missing oh yeah i actually thought it was uh crocheting for a second so i was like yeah got it (laughs) (laughs) uh the the related words fabric and cloth and material are often used in textile assembly trades as synonyms for textile however there are subtle differences in these terms and specialized usage a textile is any material made of inner interlacing fibers including carpeting and geotextiles well may which may not necessarily be used in the production of further goods such as clothing or upholstery a fabric is a material made through weaving knitting spreading felting stitching crocheting or bonding that may be used in the production of further products such as clothing and upholstery thus requiring a further step of of the production uh, cloth may also be used synonymously with fabric, but often specifically refers to a piece of fabric that has been processed or cut. That's incredible. Uh, yep. So tonight we are getting all about the jargon. Uh, you are putting your phone, it is off hook and on hook, and uh, a fabric is a is a textile that is that needs a, a further processing. Yep. Textile comes from the Latin uh, adjective textilis, meaning woven, which itself hmm. stems from textus. The past participle of the verb texture to weave. <laughs> texture. Tex- t- texture. There's no T in there. Yeah. Except for the first one. Uh, the first clothes, worn at least 70,000 years ago, perhaps much <laughs> earlier, were probably made of animal skins and helped protect early humans from the elements. What a, what a useful sentence. Question marks uh, just all throughout that sentence. At some point, people learned to weave plant fibers into textiles. The discovery of dyed flax fibers in a cave in the Republic of Georgia dated to 34,000 BCE. Um, and that suggests that textile-like materials were made as early as the Paleolithic era. Production of the textiles is a craft whose speed and scale of production have been altered almost beyond recognition by industrialization <laughs> and the introduction of modern manufacturing techniques. Great. So we are in the in the actual apocalyptic future of textiles. Yeah. You can't even recognize them anymore. Wow. It's, the Ma- it's Mad Max is what it is. Yep. Uh, you can make flags, backpacks, tents, nets, uh, handkerchiefs. You can make a lot of stuff with textiles, turns out. <laughs> uh, uh, there's knitting, looping, and crocheting involve uh, interlooping loops of yarn. But again, we aren't looking knitting. for crocheting. I know. Okay. <laughs> knitting needle. <laughs> Um, there's speed spread toe is a production method where the toe fibers are spread into thin sh- tapes and then the tapes are woven as warp and weft. This method is mostly used for composite materials. Sure. 
yeah. braiding. There's lace. There's carpets. There's non-woven textiles. Bark cloth is made by pounding bark until it is soft and flat. Okay. That's awesome. Um, I want to know who, yeah. who decided to do that first. Who was like, you know what? <laughs> I bet I can make this into a cloth. <laughs> I bet I can do that. Um, all right. If I hit this enough. <laughs> I got to go back here. I did, I did control F embroidery and it's here. Yeah. Um, it says textiles are used in many traditional crafts such as sewing, quilting, and embroidery. So I'm going to well done. embroidery. Yeah, that'll do it. Oh, my. Okay, uh, Tim, should I scroll down this page? Uh, so, yeah, content warning. Uh, there's a picture of a fish hook in someone's finger. Ugh. It is not the most graphic of images. It's not, like, blood everywhere, but it's still still not pleasant. <laughs> Why would they put that on here? Because fish hooks are difficult to get out of your skin. Yeah, I uh, imagine. So, so, uh, so, so, Sky won, right? Yeah, he did. Okay, so I'm just going to go to. Uh, I just want to name off some bait hook shapes and names. <laughs> oh, great, because these are good. Uh, bait hook shapes and names include the salmon egg. Beak, O'Shaughnessy, Bait Holder, Shark Hook, Aberdeen, Carlisle, oh. Carp Hook, Tuna Circle, Offset Worm, <laughs> Circle Hook, Suicide Hook, which for some reason is not in caps as everything else is. <laughs> it's just in there, just it looks a little malevolent. Um anyway, long shank, short shank. J-Hook, Octopus Hook, and Big Game Jobu Hooks. Wow. Fly Hook shapes and names include Sprout, Snack, <laughs> Snack, Snack, S-N-E-C-K. <laughs> yeah, as in like the cute word for snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, snake. that usually doesn't have a C, but yeah. Snack, Limerick, <laughs> Kendall, Viking, Captain Hamilton. <laughs> Whoa! Barleet. Big departure there. <laughs> Barleet, Swimming Nymph, Bend Back, Model Perfect, Keel, and Kinkshank. Amazing. I am These are incredible. Oh, wow. I'm glad there, was, there were no other hooks uh, to go for uh, on this page to link to, so I'm glad, I'm glad we ended where we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this is ideal for all of us. So I don't have to actually read this page that I do not want to see a, a person with a fish hook through their finger. Oh, why would they? Why would they allow that? What editor is like? You know what is really necessary? Yeah. Anyway, well done. All right, embroidery. Uh, do we want to talk about this at all? Uh, I mean, just just a little bit here. I I will tell you. One of the main reasons that I came here to start was that uh, in the opening, it says here, embroidery is the craft of decorating fabric or other materials uh, by using a needle to apply thread or yarn. And I appreciate that they talk about the types of things that you use it for. Um, It incorporates other material. It can incorporate materials such as pearls, beads, quills, and sequins. In modern days, embroidery is usually seen on caps, hats, coats, blankets, dress shirts, denim, dresses, stockings, and golf shirts specifically. That's golf shirts good. is linked there, and I just I just adore that. Yeah, because golf shirts always shirts always have like a 
yeah little, the little alligator or the alligator the, or polo man yeah, yeah. embroidered <laughs> yeah sort of sort of iconic it's great uh um, but there's just a lot of cool stuff on here though yeah well one thing that's interesting that i didn't really think about until i hit on that last page and was like where why is this not here it's because like embroidery is a specific it's like decorating a fabric instead of being a method to it's not how yeah. something is else is made you know what i mean it's not right, like a rug right. is embroidered to to be made into a rug like there's a different technique for that to be more embroidery rugged is, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's also, I like this here, the process, uh, origins, the process used to tailor patch or mend and reinforce cloth, uh, fostered the development of sewing techniques and the decorative possibilities of sewing led to the art of embroidery. Indeed, the remarkable stability of basic embroidery stitches has been noted. It is a striking fact that the development of embroidery, there are no, or that in the development of embroidery, there are no changes in materials or techniques, which can be felt or interpreted as advances from a primitive to a later more refined stage. On the other hand, we often find in early works a technical accomplishment and high standard of craftsmanship rarely attained in later times. And that it's incredible. Was, yeah, attributed to uh, Marie Schutte and Siegfried Muller Christensen in The Art of Embroidery. Basically saying, like, the stitches that we use now and the techniques that we use now in embroidery are, are basically the same as when we started doing it. Right. There hasn't been, like advances in that way that's wild it's very cool, cool. Mm-hmm. which is like you know the exact opposite of like textile saying like how we make this shit is, is very way different, different than yeah. we used to um but i'm sure embroidery there's like techniques to do like automatically do embroidery but it's not going to be as good right i like it's the decorated wild. easter eggs oh that was another reason that i wanted to come here <laughs> yeah just showing that you don't have to embroider like fabric you can, you can embroider eggs eggs if that's a thing you want to do are there no <laughs> no or not i immediately realized why that would be a bad idea like are there are there like embroidered tattoos when somebody is like no like cloth no <laughs> just immediately just green just back rotting flesh. yeah bad uh nope there are not what if you had to get stitches and you just got like some nice embroidery just a real so fancy you know. stitch yeah yeah all right. Well, that's all I want to talk about, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm. I searched for embroidered tattoos. Um, there are. Oh, mmm, mmm. Okay, it's it's a visual trick. It's not really that. Oh, I uh, can't do this. <laughs> yeah, don't. You probably shouldn't be watching what you're watching. Ugh. Uh yeah, it's a it's a visual trick where they do a tattoo that looks like it's made of embroidery. Mm. Uh and it's you know like it adds like depth to it, but it, so it looks like there's cloth, but oh wow or or like it's thread and I just mm. It's not real, but my eyes say no, that looks very painful. <laughs> mm. Uh but yeah, no. Um it's something that people do for fun, I guess. But Neat. yeah. Um, I, uh, to, to go along the lines of what, um, Tim had suggested earlier, I, I wanted to mention here, again, one of the other reasons that I wanted to come to this page is that it starts, uh, way before, way before the Greeks and Romans, they, they, they actually include almost everyone else. (laughs) And it's very cool. 
there are lots of cool examples of different types of embroidery from around the world here. Uh, and I, I really enjoy that even among like, there's one here of just a, uh, like a bookmark that someone embroidered as a, as an example, right next to the, or very close to the, the Bayou tapestry, uh, which wild that you'd put those things, but I mean, they're both embroidery. So cool stuff. So congratulations, Sky. Well done, uh-huh. uh, both on your voicemail and on uh, and on uh, running or on your run tonight. Thank you, uh, Tim. I I appreciate what I appreciate your dedication <laughs> to the hook tonight. Thank you. <laughs> that, I did not know that was going to serve you as well as it did, but still. <laughs> well, just if kept you kept going, I'm like, I'm sticking yeah. with this. Yeah. Uh, well, if we've hooked you, uh, you can find more of our uh, episodes on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. Uh, you can uh, check those out um, just by looking for uh, for We Should Know Better. Uh, if you do check out more of those episodes or uh, uh, going to our uh, our website at wskbcast.blogspot.com. Uh, if you do uh, go to the, any your, your podcatcher, uh, you know, leave us a review there. That would be very cool of you to do so. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitter at WSKBcast, uh, and you can search for us on Facebook uh, by searching for We Should Know Better, but please just don't go on Facebook. It's not worth your time. Mm. Um, but yeah. So yes, I I really appreciate this tonight. Uh, we had this, I, I did not know what you guys were going to come up with. I just wanted to have like a nice, chill, relaxing run with you guys <laughs> across some very, I don't know, some very technically cool stuff. So uh, I'm going to spend some time probably looking over the rest of these embroidery. Uh, and also, uh, I, Tim, there's also a list here of different sewing stitches, and we're going to have to catch up after to see if there's any crossover between sewing stitches and uh, fish hook types. All right. Sounds fine. <laughs> but all right. Uh, okay, well, I will let you guys go. You have a good night. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Sky, did we lose Sky? Bye. <laughs> See you later. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
Uh, let's let's look at their serps, their their serps, their sauces and syrups. I like Ooh. how they they add that, like they combine those as one thing. Candied Fran. jalapeno barbecue sauce. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Fran Trent, five stars a week ago. I had no clue how many varieties of cheese there are. <laughs> oh wow, learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how it, it's apparently it's it's the winter theme for Grandpa's Cheese Barn, and there's like snowflakes falling on the uh, the web page. Uh, the syrups, the sauces and syrups page, broken down into <laughs> six categories: barbecue sauces, hot sauces, sauces, <laughs> re- relishes and mustards, salsas, and syrups. What's your pleasure? Um. Just sauces. Yeah, I was hoping you'd just say straight up sauces. Mm-hmm. Well, what about a Merlot wine steak sauce? Sounds great. There's teriyaki sauce here. Mm. Sweet bourbon glaze. Roasted pineapple habanero sauce, but not a salsa? <laughs> Even though it's chunky and it looks exactly like salsa. <laughs> it's a salsa. Uh, the, huh. This fruity blend of ripe roasted pineapple, fiery jalapeno peppers, spicy onions, and juicy mangoes offers a tasty treat that can be served as a garnish spread and mixed with cream cheese for a snack and crackers cheese ball. It's or a you salsa. Can put it on chips. Yeah, that's just a salsa. What you've said is a salsa. Peanut Ooh. butter marshmallow spread. Ooh. Heck yeah. I yeah. mean, when you when you just don't have fluff and peanut butter. Grandpa's, uh, real quick, I'll let you, you do your thing. But <laughs> Grandpa's peanut butter marshmallow spread comes in an easy-to-use, no-mess squeeze bottle, bursting oh, no. with peanut no, butter no, 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 flavor. No, no. <laughs> Complemented with a smooth marshmallow blend. You can spread it on crackers, on cookies, toast and bagels, or for a different approach, use it as a dip for fresh fruits or celery. I Even use it on top c- of your ice cream. C- celery? So peanut butter and celery makes sense, but you add marshmallow to that, and I'm not into that at all. I do I do not trust anything marshmallow that can be squeezed out of a tube. No, and the color the color is mm, it's brown. But it's not like a deep peanut butter brown. It's like a it, it, it's like a caramely sort of color and it just does not seem good um i love how they're like even use it on top of your ice cream when like that is like what i would say is like the primary use of something that's called peanut butter marshmallow spread oh yeah Uh, or make it into a sandwich but no apparently not so sorry go ahead Uh, little pound five stars two weeks ago my recommendations are as follows I have recently been introduced to a few items from Grandpa's Cheese Barn. Chocolate banana chips and sea salt. Caramel chocolate fudge. These were awesome choices. What to try next is the question. Two exclamation points. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is the existential question. You got Nathan peach Fabian, salsa? Five what? stars two weeks ago. Reasonable on, prices, man. nice and helpful staff. Also, I purchased a beautifully made basket from the gentleman outside. 
Well, I appreciate you guys doing this while I'm not. A... <laughs> there's pineapple salsa here, but in the salsa section, but it's missing. Like, there's no image. There's no no description. Wow. I think somebody realized their their mistake. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just clicked on syrups. And what's here is cinnamon sticky bun syrup. Okay. Blueberry yeah. syrup, sure. Right. Ohio maple syrup, of course. And then what's what's here? Peanut butter marshmallow spread. <laughs> that's in I mean, sauces, my friend. No, yeah, I was going to say that's that's sort of a syrup, right? I mean, yeah, but it's it's already in sauces as well. Mm, I guess well. there can be overlap, but I don't know. Also, Steele, four stars two weeks ago. Love the variety of cheese they have buy a different cheese every time i go there the only <laughs> downside which also makes it unique is the cheese shop is on the second floor what Ooh. i wait are, are, is she alleging then that most cheese shops are on the first floor i assume so and that's the downside though that it is a, a downside, flight of stairs but away. she also admires that it makes it unique it, i suppose so that's true. I don't it's, see a lot of cheese shops. It's the flaw that makes the masterpiece of Grandpa's Cheese Bar. On the second floor. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Well, all right. All right. What? There's one in Kent. A place in Kent that has a cheese shop on the second floor? Uh, Tim, it's not that unique. Uh-oh. Rebecca is incorrect. Challenge that... Can you reply? <laughs> yeah. Challenge that review. <laughs> Throwing a flag on that play. <laughs> All right. I'm ready to get back into it. All right. Yeah, I clicked on textile. Yeah. I did not. Uh, I didn't pause recording or anything like that. I'm, I'm okay. still running. That's so. fine. I'll just cut that out and stick it at the end. Yep. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. That is good stuff. 